Warning, the following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do, up yours. That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It's me, your boy, Big Tasty, as always, joined by Jay. How's it going, Jay? Yeah, I'm good, man. Good. Uh, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of lot of wrestling news to take in this week, but nothing nothing yeah. big happened this week at all. Did it? Nothing controversial. No, um, not in the slightest. <laughs> I think there's been more like title trauma this week across the entire spectrum of wrestling than I think the entire time we've been doing this podcast. Just a smidge, yeah. <laughs> we'll get it. That, that will be. <laughs> we will. We will. Um, we, we, if, if you listen to us on Jack's Radio. We, we were played into what I'm actually going to make our permanent intro music now which is We Can Roll by Bad Rabbits which is also the, the, the one time theme song of Ricky Shane Page I'm quite happy top, with top that. lad yeah it's beautiful and I might just keep that on every week because it's really really fun uh, just a quick reminder if you're not listening to us on Jack's Radio consider it because not only do you get all this awesome podcast goodness you also get some fantastic mostly like 2000 screamo music that, that we, we put in and play for your listening pleasure which is quite nice Wrestling with the occasional wrestling adjacent. I mean, there's a bit of both in this yeah. week. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit. So we'll start, as we always start, at the WWE with some news, and then we'll recap a bit of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, so yeah, we'll start straight into some WWE news and the the sea of change that rumbles on. Like this is it's it's never stopped changing here because the first story we have this week, according to at Belt Fan Dan on Twitter, WWE are considering making numerous title design changes. Yeah, Bell Van Dan gets a lot of like when they uh, change the design of the US title they Bell Van Dan. Like, as, as the name implies, he's a big Bell guy. Yeah, and he's obviously like he, he'll, he'll know people who produce belts. I think he does produce his own as well. Um, He does, yeah. He's very well connected. In that yeah, wrestling so, belt world, so he's like he's like ear to the ground sort of guy. He's like the Sean Ross Sap of like wrestling belt news, basically. Yeah, um, as I say, he broke the, the US title a bit time about four or five months before it actually got like more. Yeah, so basically, all I want is um, bring back a white intercontinental title. Winged Eagle. Winged Eagle would be nice. Um, I don't think what else in the I, I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of into the US title. I quite like that. Merge, merge the NXT title with the NXT UK title. Don't have like a, a sort of belt that like encompasses both. Yeah, as long of the of those sort of features. As long as it's not like um, the current NXT title, which is just the old NXT title, but it looks like someone spilled a bit of oil on it. I mean, don't want to talk about people spilling things on the NXT no, title. Absolutely not. Um, yeah I mean that US that NXT UK title is just too good to be like thrown by the wayside isn't it yeah yeah that's it uh, yeah so hopefully that that can sort of that it's DNA can sort of carry on and and sort of carry forward the NXT UK Um, belts are like the nicest belts in the whole company yeah and like nobody saw them like ever yeah I actually I actually got to touch one I touched um, James Drake's 
English tag title, um, American UK tag title. I've got a I've got a picture of uh, me and Zach Gibson on my phone. I've yeah, the, from the same day, I believe. Uh, I think it was probably the same I've, event. Yeah, I've got um, his tag title like on my shoulder. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so we'll move on to the end of the story then. So yeah, that's that's positive. Like, like see, I think, like I said, I think most of the titles I'm kind of okay with. I, I, I kind of accept the fact that the main belts are going to be those weird like logos, and that's fine. That's just the way it is now. Yeah, I, I do hate them. Yeah. yeah, but you have to. I mean, you just have to accept. Like, they're maybe not going to un- undo that. Yeah, I mean, I think what you said, just bring them all back, make everything a spinner belt. Yeah. Just, just give everything a spinner. Oh, well, no, that was not the most fun. No, no, windy. <laughs> <laughs> No, we want we want everything to spin. I want I want actual movement on I, all belts. I'd be happy please, if you just brought back the attitude era belts. Yeah, so what that'd be, that'd be go, I, I really like the um, the oval um, intercontinental championship. I thought that's a really nice belt. This this point then. Do you reckon with with NXT Europe apparently on the cards? Do you reckon we could get a new European championship? I think Troy will be like literally kicking off like right now. We let those local MP. If we don't, if there isn't one, if there is one, it's it's something that like Troy has been really vocal about when we were doing the NXT UK podcast, where he was like, "Big card title, European Championship." There you go. Every every yeah. week. Surely, though, having an NXT Europe, Europe is the perfect time to bring back the European Championship. You'd think so. I think as well. Triple H, obviously, he's like a guy who has a lot of lineage with that belt. Um. So it would make sense for him to kind of want that belt to be back. Yeah. Fair. Uh, right, move on to our next story then. Uh, someone else who is back, but maybe not back in the way that people would think. Uh, Renee Paquette. Uh, she was in Orlando this week to film some WWE content. Uh, she's not officially back with the company, but she was reportedly filming alongside Kevin Owens for an upcoming episode of WWE Rivals. That was on A&E Network, I think. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, Rene and Kevin Owens obviously had like a few little bits and bobs where they were recording together, like back when she was doing like talk and smack and uh, raw talk. So makes a lot of sense. And there was a lot of um, I'm guessing this is all, if it's rivals, I'm guessing this is a, a Kevin Owens Sami Zayn thing. Yeah, perhaps you'd assume so. I doubt it'll be yeah, that make a lot of sense. I love how it mentioned so the article I read it on. Um, so this is actually it was actually um, this was broken by the woman who did her makeup posted a picture of her getting her makeup done in Orlando. Oh, really? For WWE on, on Instagram. But the Renee herself has since confirmed that she that she's doing this. Um, but <laughs> the article was like Renee worked in the WWE for eight years, blah 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 blah. And then it's at the bottom she is married to AEW star John Moxley. That's it though, Moxie's coming back. He's coming uh, back. Oh, Dean Ambrose I mean, is coming home. They're not using him properly in AEW, are they? <laughs> they're burying him, mate. They're burying, they're burying him. He only, got, he only got a three minute match on TV this week. I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, obviously, Renee, although she's not worked officially with WWE for some time, she's an incredibly present, uh, talented presenter. Oh, she's, awesome. she's been high demand. For presenting skills, her podcasts are fantastic. If you ever get a chance to listen to her, her podcast series, they're phenomenal. The yeah. one with um, she's done three. Soraya, formerly Paige, that just came out. It's really, really good. She's done three with Sami Zayn, and they're all fascinating because I think only one of them he actually talks about his career, and other yeah. stuff, it's just Sami's like musings. Um, Did they ask him about his close personal friend, El Generico? 
Uh, I don't think he did ask about the the late great El Generico, unfortunately. No, I mean he's he's not the same person, so he only knows him like you know through acquaintances. No, I'd imagine. He did mentor him through a you know Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens gave a speech to Sammy, and they met after years on the road. Uh, Right then, moving on to our next story. We've got more new new business in WWE. We've got um, so Dave Meltzer has confirmed that uh, the remaining members of Legado del Fantasma, so that's Hakeem Wild, Cruz del Toro, and Electro Lopez, will be joining Santos Escobar when he makes his main roster debut imminently. So I know we don't you don't watch NXT anymore because that's Aaron's domain I, now. And I, we leave him with all that nonsense. I did um, and I know what happened here though. Like I, I've obviously. Uh, Santos Escobar and Tony Danjo had like a loser leaves NXT, I think. Or oh no, it was it was if D'Angelo wins, Santos has to leave NXT. If Santos wins, yeah. him and Legado were free to kind of leave um Tony D'Angelo's family. And um Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Santos the rumor the rumor is yeah, so having lost that match, Santos has to leave NXT. Uh, the rumour is that he's going to be debuting after Clash of the Castle. I mean, maybe they're all just going to go to Tony Macaroni's while they're in the UK and have like a, a slap-up meal and sort it all out. Could do, could do. Um, I'd, I'd be happy to just appear on like on the actual pay-per-view. Yeah, have I mean, the, it'd be nice I, to just have, have another... Like, have them attack someone. Like, say, All right, so say if... A, a great way to debut him is say if... Um, Say if Drew loses, have yeah. um, have Legado attack the bloodline. Instant yeah. feud. And Santos is a big like star. You could, if, if they push him right, he, he's ready to go straight away. Oh, pretty much, isn't he? Fuck yeah, he's like he's a guy who they've been kind of saying as well as like ready to be like in the main event picture in whatever brand he's on. And if anyone doesn't know, um, Santos Escobar was in King Cuerno. In Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground. Yeah. And he, if you go back and watch the first season of Lucha Underground, he had some amazing matches. He did. He, he, his, his gimmick was awesome as well. Yeah, it was, it was really good. People down. Uh, yeah, so not only is it uh, Legado del Fantasma potentially coming up to the main roster, uh, Meltzer's also reported that other names such as Solo Sokoa and Indy Hartwell are being considered for a main roster call-up. Now, obviously, something happens on is it SmackDown this week that sort of sets up what Indy Hartwell could be doing when she comes up. On SmackDown? Was it SmackDown or Raw? Well, it was Raw, sorry, yeah. Dexter Loomis kidnaps the Miz, and then so you... Oh, on NXT. um, Dexter showing up, didn't he, and then... Yeah, yeah, but on... So he... But Dexter's getting into a feud with Miz and Maurice, isn't he? So it might be a case they do um, Dexter and Indy versus Miz and Maurice. I don't know. They've been been more leaning into Dexter's like in a feud with AJ. Oh right, okay. It's been it's been more AJ that he's been like stalking, but then yeah, um, then he abducted the Miz because the Miz was about to attack AJ. Well, fair enough. Yeah. He did it for the Rock. And then he, he uh, showed up on NXT, uh, kissed Indy goodbye, gave her a, um, a love letter, and then got arrested. Oh fair, okay. And we have, so we haven't be seen the really. Miz since. I I was kind of <laughs> hoping they were going to do like in NXT when him. Um, Dexter abducted Roderick Strong and for like yeah. the weekend um, like he did it on the takeover I think or, he, or he, no he did it on NXT and then it was leading into a takeover 
and for like the the week for the undisputed era, like where's Roderick Strong? Have you heard from him? even Marina Shafir was getting involved and then Dexter Is that like when they were like doing like weird tweets from his phone and stuff Dexter like that? Just tweeted a picture of his of his face on it. Yeah. Like Strong's like Instagram account and like just <laughs> put him in the boot of a car. Yeah, I remember that. Really, that, was, that was really fun. I, I was hoping they were going to do something like that with like Champa, like and Maurice just like tweeting each other back and forth, saying, if, <laughs> "Yeah, then he didn't. Have you seen him?" Um, but no, sadly not. Uh, right. Also, yes, Olo Sokoa. That's uh, obviously a name that's associated with the Usos and Roman Reigns. I've I've only seen little bits of him. I've seen like maybe two or three of his matches, but what I've seen, I've been really impressed. Yeah, Go. fair enough. Um, I know Troy and Aaron speak really highly of Solo. They think he's like the guy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it says a lot if he's currently being considered because he's not he's not been in NXT the longest. Like, there's people who've been there a lot longer than him. Yeah. So he's clearly hey. if he's coming up, if he's coming up, he's being like sort of fast tracked a little bit. He's been there like over a year. Yeah, which in, which in NXT terms is like forever, basically, isn't it? Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, he's he's really good. He reminds me like his his style. He's very similar to Umaga, but like. Then he's got kind of like the sort of presentation of like the Usos still. Oh, fair. Is he bigger than the Usos? Yeah, he's a, he's a big lad. That, oh, that's, right, okay. that's why that's why I compare him a bit more to Marga because he does like a lot of like mm. a lot of his move sets anyway. But then he also like he's quite a big guy, so he's got. That's right. Vince probably really enjoyed him. I, I imagine Triple Triple H has probably been like wringing his hands waiting to call him up. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, right then, a final bit of news story before we move on to the recaps. Uh, this is a bit of an odd one. So posting on his YouTube account, Vince Russo has claimed that he secretly worked as a consultant for the USA Network from 2020 to 2022, basically starting Bro. just before WrestleMania in 2020. Bro. And Bro. finishing just after this WrestleMania in 2022. Bro. Bro. This is, this is like a weird parallel to when, like, was it a spike? Oh, when he got TN, he got T, he got TNA kicked off Spike because he was working in secret for them. Spike TV, we're just like, well, we want you to stay on the network. Just do not hire Vince Russo. So they had them secretly on the books for like a, a year, wasn't it? And then it got outed. Yeah, it's like that meme, isn't it? You know, where it's like the two buttons. Like one of them's like stay on Spike TV, and one of them's secretly hire Vince Russo. Like Dixie Carter's there, just like dripping sweat, because like, oh fuck, which one do I press? Yeah, pretty much. Imagine, imagine if all you have to do to stay on t- your TV deal is not hire Vince Russo, and that, and you can't do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's some fucking complete TNA shit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah but this, this, yeah, you said that, 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 that's the first thing this made me think about as well when I read the story, and that's the only reason I put it in, is so we could talk about that. If I'm being totally honest with you, yeah. Um, I've got one little bit to add as well, which was interesting that come out this afternoon. Um, so that may have been why you missed it. Um. WrestleVote tweeting out before. Um, the first time in a long time I've been discussing creatively regarding Roman Reigns dropping the title. I'm hearing multiple ideas of, of intrigue. Those making the final call come Saturday in Cardiff. It'll be an interesting week ahead. So so basically, there's there's a chance that Drew might be winning the, ah, there's or a both belts. That Drew could be winning or, the, or, or Theory cashes in, which no thank you. I mean, if you're going to pull the trigger on Drew fair, as a, a as a top guy, this is the place to do it in the UK. Like at the first UK pay per view in 30 years. To be fair, to go into like just Triple H hitting like the fucking big red button 
and the way they yeah. like alluded to what they're doing for like Johnny Gargano's first feud, have Johnny take money in the bank off theory and then just cash in. <laughs> Make it because this is this is Roman's two year anniversary this week, isn't it? Before Clash of being champion, I believe it's today. That's how I'm recording. Yeah, so they're getting that out. The, they're getting that out the way first. So like, not, it's not like they're going to lose that if he loses Clash. They're still going to have oh, that. No, sorry, it's tomorrow. It, it was that yeah. weird. It was that weird period of time where they had like a pay per view the week after SummerSlam. Oh, remember when that when they were doing like 2020 when they were doing like a pay per view every like three it, weeks. It was during the pandemic like and the like. It was the like literally the start of the Thunderdome era. So I think they just wanted to get the money's worth. <laughs> it's like we paid for it. We're gonna bloody well use it. Yeah. So they just did like uh, SummerSlam, Raw, SmackDown, and then Fever. It's like we're not doing house shows, so all the talent owe us all these extra dates, so we'll just do pay-per-views forever, and it's like, yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, so it could be an exciting weekend, Clash of the Castle, no spoilers, but it could be the end of the Roman I mean, before, before we kind of go into all the stuff, that this is probably the most stacked weekend of wrestling, other than WrestleMania weekend. Like, yeah. GCW got three shows, obviously all out. Uh, worlds collide on the Sunday. G- haven't haven't, GC, haven't GCW always got three shows? No, normally it's just normally <laughs> they'll do like one or two. The, the, that's that's something we covered though quite a while ago. Not to get too sidetracked here, but GCW actually um, a look at it creating a streaming service. But yeah. the way they kind of tried to like make it a bit more financially viable for them to run shows and put them all on fight at the moment is by bundling them together in like twos and threes just to kind of just just to just to make it a bit more like easier for people who are like buying it. I mean for the GCW ones it's like twenty six quid for three shows. That's like Yeah, that's pretty good value. Yeah, that's like a ten or more than all else. Yeah. But I mean, uh, if they do a lot of shows, I mean, if, if they could find a way to give you like everything for like a monthly fee, I think that'd be quite nice. I think that's what they're probably going to end up doing, but I think they need to try and find a way around that. Yeah. Fair. Right. We'll uh, we'll move on. We'll uh, we'll have a quick break. We'll have a bit of music if you're on Jacks. We'll have some Cooper Temple clothes, and then we'll pop back in a few minutes with some WWE Raw and SmackDown recaps. And we are back. Uh, okay, so we'll start out with Raw. Um, so this Raw, again, this starts really... They're just scared of putting matches on at the start of Raw, aren't they? Um, to a degree, but I think that this was kind of... This whole Raw was kind of bookended by... Or was meant to be bookended, rather, by... It's in Toronto, so we're going to have Trish Stratus open the show and Edge wrestle and close the show. And obviously, yeah. like, they wanted to kind of. They, they, they've done a really good job in the last month, I think, of really making Raw feel as unpredictable as, as possible. And so, just just from right now, these recaps that I've been doing because I don't watch WWE really out like Sarah watches it, and I, I catch a bit here and there. But like just from right now, these recaps, it really seems like it shift because like a couple of months ago, it seemed like SmackDown was the show where everything was popping. It really does seem like Raw has taken back over that sort of A show. Like sort of position now. So the best way to describe it is: remember when NXT was still an hour, and it was just Triple H yeah. trying to cram as much as he possibly could in that <laughs> hour of. And but it, it felt like there was like there was stuff like um the thing that always springs to mind for me 
is when you were doing the um, when you were doing the Gargano and Champa feud, and Alistair Black got attacked, and it was like who attacked Alistair yes. Black, and it was like a murder mystery, and it feels like <laughs> it feels like that. Like every time there's anything in the backstage area now, after like a couple of weeks ago where Loomis came back and there was like there was like a car crash and then in the, like a car had smashed into a wall in the back. And all the rest was like, what the hell's going on here? And then the security legging it round, like trying to find someone. And at the end of Raw, yeah. Dexter Loomis debuted. Ever since that, it's been like, you're looking for Easter eggs or like hints of what's going on in the show. And he, even even stuff like, um, there was a bit where there was like a backstage interview and Adam Pearce just walks past with security. He's got a picture of Dexter Loomis in his hand. And yeah. then there's like a bit where... AJ Styles is walking backstage and there's like a bin that's on fire it's getting put out and he just looks at it like dead uneasily it, it, and and the, the way it opens as well to get into to kind of segue into that uh, where, where it's just like they're kind of like built running down the card for the show almost so like running down like doing the whole oh we're in Toronto and before they can even like finish that sentence Rollins and Riddle start like brawling around um, it's really cool like as I say it's cool because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, so this was like a very impromptu brawl. It was like a sort of, these guys just sort of um, exploded out of nowhere at the start of the show, had a big fight. Uh, following on from that then, Trish Stratus came out. Obviously, she's in Toronto. Massive ovation for Trish. Like, she's beloved. Um, she gets interrupted by Bailey and, and the, the bad lasses that follow her. Uh, Iris Guy and Dakota Kai. Uh, and she basically teases that she might have one more match left in her. Yeah, she she said she wanted the match with uh, Sasha Banks. I mean, she looked amazing. She looked like she was. She looked like she hadn't stopped wrestling when when she came back yeah. a couple of years. Ago. I mean, she's she's she, since she's retired, she basically has been doing like yoga and fitness and all sorts of nonsense, and she she looks like in yeah. phenomenal shape. She's she's like a yoga instructor now, but yeah, she she looked literally like. She, she looked like she'd like not aged the day since like the last time we saw her wrestle, which yeah. was like I believe three or four years ago. Yeah, was it Mania one year? Was it? It was the Mania where Dolph wrestled Goldberg. Oh God, don't remind me. So it, that could have been twenty nine. <laughs> not Mania, sorry, so much. Fair. Right, yeah. Cool, yeah, so yeah, good to see Trish. Like you said, she looked great. Uh, the crowd were hot for her potentially having a match with Bailey, which would be awesome, I think, Yeah, if that if that happened. Uh, next up then, Iowa Sky and Dakota Kai defeated Asuka and Alexa Bliss. This was to move on to the next round. Or well, it's the finals, wasn't it? Moving on to the yeah. finals of the Women's Tag Tournament. The finals of tonight. Um, yeah. yeah. It's probably the right decision, I think. Uh, I think, I mean, it's, surely it's written in the stars that Iowa and Dakota are winning this, right? You'd think so. Um yeah, I, I I really like them as a team as well. To be fair, like the chemistry they've got, really. Um, yeah, and they're both they're both got the same sort of like story. They were both like talents that maybe got kept in NXT a little bit too long, and they didn't quite get the chance to move up. And like, now they've got they had this chip on the shoulder, and now Bailey's brought them up to the main roster, and it's like they've got this like sort of like like sort of grievance with everybody else who's already there. Yeah, well, interestingly as well, um, prior to Dakota getting released. And EO getting injured, um, they both kind of 
EO less recently, but Yo. they've both kind of undergone like gimmick changes to be a bit more similar anyway, where they were both a bit more like one things. Um Yeah. The coat was going around hitting Raquel Gonzalez with shovels. Hopefully we get some kind of reference to that <laughs> on Raw tonight. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Next up then, uh, speaking of Ziggles, he got uh, he got done in by Finn Balor here. Oh, so Finn Balor defeated Dolph Ziggler. That was tremendous. So good. It, I mean, if you want to pick, if you just want to pick, like, I need to pick, we need a random guy to have a really good match with Finn Balor. You go, all right, Dolph Ziggler will do it. That'd be fun. Yeah, and the cool thing of it was as well was like, it obviously Dolph's like whole thing at the moment is that like, is he past his prime? That's like the whole kind of story they're going with. Can he? Can he still yeah. go as he passed his prime? And he just had this little flicker of doubt, and then Finn just like capitalized and beat him. But it was can, like can he hang had, with young forty-year-old Finn Balor? Yeah, um, he still had such good chemistry though. Um, and the coup de grace Finn hit on Dolph was oh god, it was. <laughs> I, I almost called the police. It was that bad? Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a war crime. <laughs> it was. It was definitely attempted murder. Um. Fair. Uh, Following up with that, then we had uh, Kevin Owens answered Chad Gable's Alpha Academy Challenge, Open Challenge, it, and basically battered him. This match was matched. I think this was so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It it wasn't yeah. as one sided as I thought it was going to be with the school. So yeah, Chad Gable basically comes out and is like, "I'm going to issue a challenge to anyone." in the back who wants to wrestle me uh, Kevin Owens comes out I like they're doing this whole kind of like tween at Kevin Owens because obviously you're not going to get food in Canada no. and he just he just, want, he just wants to fight people and prove he's the best and it doesn't matter whether you're, whether they're face or heel he's just going to go out and have a, have a match with them um, some of the bumps Kevin Owens took in this match were upset like, <laughs> I mean that's always the way isn't it to be fair he, he took a German suplex on the apron which was just nasty he took another one in the, the ring. Part of the rank. Yeah. Uh, after tease and a package pile driver as well on the apron. Um, Oof. He uh, he took a German suplex and just landed on his head. Uh, Gable hit like a T-bone suplex on the floor and he landed on his head. Uh, yeah, they, these two were like going really hard on each other. Really fun match. He won with the uh, pop-up powerbomb as well just to kind of solidify that this is the prize nice. fighter. This is the old Kevin Owens. This is the NXT the Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens. If we can just get a little bit further awesome. back in time, we'll let him do like a package power driver again. Let him do a, let him do a package power driver on the on the um, on the ring post. On the top yeah. of the yeah. Or through a chair, just fucking send Sammy Jane to it in nine chairs. That'd be great. Uh, uh, sound, yeah, sounds really good. Yes, basically just that. Uh, next yeah, up then, uh, Bailey defeated... Bailey defeated Aaliyah. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that was fine. Um, yeah, to be honest, like Aaliyah gets a bit of a bad rap because she's kind of been stuck in this like one role and now all of a sudden she's getting like a little bit of a push. She didn't look out of place, she played the underdog really well. Uh, Trish was kind of like because Aaliyah's from Toronto as well. So Trish was in, oh, right, okay. in Aaliyah's corner, like cheering her on. Um Aaliyah looked like she was gonna actually beat Bailey and then Bailey just murdered her with a rose plant. Um, Fair, yeah, but it was it was a it was a fun match to serve the purpose. Yeah, fair. Okay, next up, uh, Champer and the Miz and Lashley and AJ Styles went to a no contest because, as we said, Dexter Loomis kidnapped the Miz. 
Yeah, um, this was a really fun match as well. Um, Champer and Miz have become like a really kind of cool tag team together. Where like, almost whereas you can tell Champer's going to like turn on the Miz and murder him at any point. But yeah. he's, he's like doing the whole, I'm the best sports entertainer. And because obviously Miz is like literally sports entertainment in a person, they really bounced <laughs> off each other well. Um, AJ Styles and Lashley as a tag team. They've been working on their house shows this weekend as a team. I can get behind that. I really kind of like that idea of that those two just being two like grizzled veterans, just like they've, they've been around for like forever, and they're just going to use their experience to like become a good team. Um, they've got really good chemistry together. Yet with Loomis, it was cool because he did kind of like a bait and switch. So AJ backed into like like. Like into like the corner where Lou was been popping up, and a guy with like a hoodie jumps up behind AJ and tries to get him in the sleeper, and like he gets pulled, tackled by police. AJ pulls the hood off. It's not Dexter Loomis. It was just like a random fella. And then, like the Miz is stood like look like basically waiting to attack AJ from the other corner, and Loomis yeah. just, like dressed in like riot gear takes his takes his riot helmet off. I grabs him, Miz in a sleeper, and just like abducts him. Drives him like. Oh right, so it's, it's the um, it's the Ocean's Eleven ending. Like Miz was, uh, Loomis was at the police all along. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but the, the way it was, <laughs> the way it was shot was brilliant. Um, and and as well, like uh, Adam Pearce had like guys in riot gear that he was briefing before AJ's match. So it was like obviously one of the guys who's been briefing there's next to Loomis, he's not even realised. So Loomis was Loomis was in the building the whole time. Yeah. No one realised. Um yeah, oh, nice. it, was, it was really well shot. I I thought it was awesome. Sound. Right, next up then we had a Johnny Gargano promo. Obviously Johnny's back. Surprise. Uh Johnny Gargano. Yeah, interrupted by Austin Theory. Obviously they're gonna have a big feud, aren't they? So Yeah, um this yeah. was cool. Johnny was just kinda like, Oh yeah, I've I'm back. Um, I've been away for nine months, like being a dad. Uh, you got it's been that long. Yeah. It Jesus was, Christ! It was last December that Johnny went away. Yeah, because it was just after Cole, wasn't it? Because it was like Cole's contract ran out, and then Johnny's ran out, like almost straight away. Cole's was in August. Um, no, it was uh, Johnny and Carol Riley at the same time. That they, theirs literally expired the same day. Um, oh right, okay. But yeah, he got he got a really big pop. Um, it was weird because he was the way they were kind of filming it was Kevin Dunn was trying to find people who knew Johnny Gargano who were losing the shit because like obviously he got a big pop, but then you could see that like quite a portion of the crowd didn't know who he was. Um, well, yeah, he's only ever been in NXT, hasn't he? So yeah, exactly. Um, the, the, the theory and theory and Johnny like Johnny was like. I want to be a world champion. I want to main event mania. I want to hold the intercontinental title and the US title. Uh, theory comes out with like, I've already done one of those things and I'm going to do the rest before you. Um, and then Johnny teases doing like the way high five where they don't, they look down like the, the hard come and high five each other. Um, and as theory's kind of like holding his hand up, Johnny just hits him with a super kick and I wouldn't be surprised if we get that as like a late addition to clash of the castle. Fair, yeah. Sweet. Uh, right, on to the main event. Uh, Edge versus Damien Priest. Edge picks up the win. Is this like Edge's first match on Raw since he came back? Or something mad? Yeah, they 
it was his first match on Raw in 12 years, and he said it was his first match in Toronto in 12 years as well. Uh, oh, nice. This was a really fun match. Uh, these guys just really worked well together, um, as you'd expect. Edge wins after the match. Edge kind of like goes for the like crossface with the chair leg and rear and fin attack him, and then Beth oh, nice. makes the save. So you'd assume it's going to be Edge, Rey Mysterio, and Beth versus the Judgment Day at Clash of the Castle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. Sound uh, lovely, right? Uh, we'll move on. We'll very quickly. Uh, to rattle through SmackDown because you, yeah, I know you haven't particularly watched it. I've seen some bits and bobs. Uh, so we start off Ricochet defeated Happy Corbin in the opener. Yeah, they yeah. had um, Pat doing like his analysis, didn't he? Where he's drawing circles on Corbin's face. Yeah, yeah. And then next up, we had a so because was it Gigi Dolan has a concussion. Yeah. So we've got. Uh, a sort of second chance match in the women's tag tournament so all the losing tag teams so Sonya Deville and Natalia Shotzi Zia Lee Nikki Ash and Dewdrop and Tamina and Dana Brooke they had a four-way match to determine who went forward to take their place yep. uh, Sonya Deville and Natalia won so they go forward which is fine I'm happy I'm, I'm glad that Sonya gets to wrestle again because she's really good and I'm, I'm glad that she, she's doing it in the ring again now because yeah. she was also Nikki Ash got hurt in this match legit hurt yeah she got him. Um, she was getting like Helped the back. It, it, it looked like she like sprained off, like broke her ankle. Oh, that sucks. She unput weight on her foot. Um, you drop ended up like carrying it to the back. Um, mm, so, yeah. It's been a bad week for the Ash Damon household. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully she's all right. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Uh, right, next up then, we have uh, a Sheamus and Gunther promo. Yeah. I'm really quite excited for this match at Clash of the Castle. I think it might be the, the match I'm most anticipating. Yeah, 100%. This was really good as well, the way they did it. It was it was similar to um, the Mox Tanahashi thing going into Forbidden Door, where like, there was just like brawling all around them. Um, yeah, because it wasn't, wasn't Butch just killing um, So yeah, but, Ludwig. Butch, like, and, Butch and Ludwig like, start brawling. And then Ludwig kind of fights them both, like, off Butch and Rich Holland, takes Rich Holland out. And then Butch and Ludwig are just, like, brawling around each other the whole time. Seamus and Walter is, oh, Gunther, sorry, staring a hole through one another. And then eventually they kind of just, like, break it up by, what with while maintaining eye contact, just put the hand out and stop them both. And then keep, like, their eyes locked. And then we're getting Butch, who, little spoiler, because this was pre-recorded, came out in his head, he pulled here. On um, yes, he came back out. Came back out on the singlet, didn't he? He did. Um, versus Ludwig Kaiser on SmackDown next week. Oh, nice. Fair. That'll be a nice. Uh, Follow on from this then. Next up, then we have a bit more of the storyline progress between Sammy and the Bloodline. Yes. Basically, um, Roman just sort of like tricks or like coerces Sammy into having a match with Drew later in the night to sort of soften he, him up. Well, he already, the castle. He'd already announced the match. So Sammy right. was just like, "What can I do to help you?" And then Roman was like, "Well, you need to you need to keep Drew distracted during your match." And um, Sammy was just hilarious in this. He, he made Jay so and Roman both break character and start laughing. Because <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll do my dance moves to distract him." He's doing like his little dance. You just see Jay so in the background with his face in his hands, just like giggling away. Fair. 
good stuff. Next up then, Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez defeated Natalia and Sonia Deville in the other semi-final for the women's uh, tag team tournament. Yeah. So they'll go on to face uh, Dakota Kai and Eros Guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'd be a f- that's, is that, that's not a clash. That's tonight, you said. That's tonight that's on Raw. Tonight. Oh, sorry, last uh, night on Raw. A, a clash. Um, well, yeah, time recording. It's, it's tonight. We're doing this Monday afternoon. Um, yeah, a clash. It's yeah, Bianca, um, Alexa, and Asuka versus um, Bailey, Bailey, EO, and Dakota. Yeah, and it's uh, Shayna versus Liv, isn't it, in the other women's match? Yeah. Look forward to. Uh, sweet. Uh, next, I've just I've just got down up my next bullet point: New Day slash Viking Raiders nonsense. Yeah, like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, um, you know that gif of where Kevin Nash is in the wheelchair, and yeah, like, the leg cast on. Oh, when he stands up and it's like fake leg. Yeah, Xavier Woods. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, that's pretty cool. But, but just let did... the New Day and the Viking Raiders wrestle. Don't overcomplicate it. They're both really they're, good at wrestling. Just let them do wrestling. Well, they're having a. Um, it's basically a it's basically a street fight, but they call it a Viking rules match at a right, okay. castle. Um, Cardiff, Cardiff street fight, a Valhalla street fight. They've just called it a Viking rules match. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Woods is in the wheelchair. He stands up, reveals that is that he's fine. Um, he's got two kendo sticks. He throws one to Kofi, and him and Kofi just wail on the Viking Raiders with kendo sticks. Fair, yeah. Uh, and then the main event of SmackDown, Drew McIntyre defeats Sami Zayn, which you'd expect. But, crucially, Roman Reigns gets the drop on Drew and basically beats the ever-loving piss of him. This is also a banger. Um, yeah, it was a good match, and then like the, the beatdown by Roman afterwards was really brutal from what I saw. Yeah, Drew's back was a mess. Uh, oh, it looked it looked like someone like, like gouged him with like nails, basically. Yeah, it was like that, he had like that cut on like, his shoulder that looked like, remember when Hardcore Holly went through that table and like Spliced his back. Yeah. It looked like that. <laughs> it was so upsetting. So, yeah, I mean, they're doing a really good job of building Drew v. Roman, aren't they? And, yeah. like you say, we're at a point now where anything could happen a close to the castle at the main event. Well, on SmackDown this week, they've got the Roman Reigns two year anniversary celebration. Which yeah. makes me think that maybe Drew's winning at a clash. I still think hold off to Mania. I feel like that's yeah, the it feels like that's, that'd be a way to do it. To like, you, you think that's the only place you could really drop the belt at like, such a big event, couldn't you? Like, but uh, if they want to do it. They love they love a title change in the UK. Don't forget AJ Styles one is in Manchester, like a, a raw taping. Yeah, they yeah, love yeah, a UK actually, title change. I remember that. I got offered free tickets for that and turned it down for work. Oh, mate! Uh, right then. That's it for Raw for WWE. We'll have another quick break. If you're on Jacks, you can have some Ravens Machine and some Hundred Reasons, and we'll be back real soon to talk about some AEW. And we're back. Okay, so we'll do a, a little bit of AEW news, and then we'll get right into what was a, a packed week of, of AEW programming. A lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so first up, a bit of good news. Uh, Samoa Joe will likely be returning to AEW soon, as his Twisted Metal TV show has officially wrapped filming, according to showrunner Michael Jonathan Smith. Yeah. Mojo playing a a body double for Sweet Tooth. Yeah, so I'm 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 I'm, I'm like simultaneously really excited to see Joe back in AW, and I'm also very excited to see any footage of um, this Twisted Metal show. Yeah, hundred percent, one of my favorite games. Yeah, a really fun game, and I'm really can't wait to see 
Samoa Joe is a, a sort of evil ice cream man. Yeah. Uh, next up then, uh, a bit of something a bit baffling. So Fightful Selective reported that Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler will not be in the AEW Fight Forever video game at lunch. Apparently the pair were initially included and made it to the model phase of the game, but were apparently pulled from it in spring. Yeah, um, yeah. This the way this was kind of worded as well, though. They they said like because they're saying at launch, it makes me think they're going to be like in the first wave of DLC, maybe. Yeah, which is odd because you think like obviously they maybe they just weren't around when they were doing like some of the work or something, or maybe they wanted to like spearhead like a big. Maybe they're doing like a Ring of Honor like pack of DLC, and they want like probably they'll be the, the Ring of Honor champions. They want them to you know. I think based on like based some of the people that we've seen like in the game who've been obviously not been in the company as long as FTR who were there. I think it's just been the they've been the move so I'd like guys like Adam Cole and Brian. Yeah. If I had to keep it. Fair. Well, right, we'll keep it with tag team news. Um, AEW has found a trademark for the Iron Savages, which is a new name for the tag team Bear Country. Yeah, they've got a new manager as well, haven't they? Yeah, the Iron Manager, JD, someone I didn't yeah. can't remember his name. They, they run dark last week. Anyway, they're they're a bit more heel now. Like they've been sort of like flip flopping out they between face and heel like recently a bit. Uh, now they're like they're proper like bad boy heels now. Yeah, I really like Bear Country. Um, I I feel like they're a team that like have always been kind of on the cusp of doing a bit more. There's a, there's a lot of they, they actually, like that in AEW though, isn't it? Yeah, the tag team division is just so stacked that like it's hard to like sort of rise to the top. But they let them cut a promo on dark oh, after they won, and they're actually really good talkers, which is quite nice. That's cool. Yeah, they cut a really cool promo, uh, which was nice, good to see. Uh, all right, one last bit of AEW news then. Uh, well, but, I mean, there's a lot to unpack on this one. Yeah, so it's it's been widely reported by a number of, of of sources that Eddie Kingston was recently suspended by AEW after getting into a backstage altercation with Sammy Guevara over the content of a promo that Guevara cut, calling Eddie Kingston fat. I think the actual word was a fat piece of shit. Yeah. Um, Eddie has apparently already served the suspension and is scheduled to return this week. Uh, a couple of extra notes. So apparently, according to Eddie, the reason he was upset wasn't because of what Sammy said, but it was because... So in this program they were meant to be having going into All Out, Eddie was meant to be getting the win. And he said he didn't want Sammy to call him like a fat piece of shit because he said, well, if I beat you, then that makes everyone look really bad because I'm meant to be this out of shape dickhead basically and I've beaten you yeah. so it was a really stupid thing to say apparently um, Sammy ha- has like a long standing um, sort of thing rule that if you cut promos on him you're not allowed to mention his previous relationships mm-hmm. uh, Ed- Eddie didn't have anything but Sammy didn't actually ask him if anything was off limits before he cut this promo so that's why Eddie's a little bit upset uh, also, it's important to note, uh, several people have said that apparently not a lot of people wanted to work with Sammy after his program with American Top Team, and he was considered to be a little bit difficult to work with, mm. and Eddie was one of the few people actually willing to, to do a bit with him, and it's blown up in everyone's face, basically. So, yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, I think Sammy really started to take a few fights to work with him. While he didn't come off, like... He did come off like a bit of a dickhead, like the way he kind of weird it. Um, oh, that statement Sammy cut, yeah, yeah, where he was like giving his side of the story, yeah, yeah. But also, I think Eddie did like the right thing in saying, "Yeah, I was wrong. Sammy wasn't in the wrong." Um, yeah, Eddie was the one who got physical with Sammy. He said, "Yeah, it was on me. I did, I did a bad thing. I, I was right to be suspended." You know, he's up on the chin. 
he actually just did a tour of like Canada and donated all of his money to like cancer charities while he was spending as well because he's yeah. a top lad. Yeah, he also rested at least Marafuji last night. Yes, hopefully he's all right after that. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, also important. Oh, I've lost the train of thought there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of sort of stuff come out about that. Um, so, and, oh yeah, another thing I saw just as I was putting the news together. Apparently, Sammy is all right. Also, after the, after they put the sort of to sh- obviously to prove they put this all behind them, uh, someone on Twitter, obviously because Twitter's successful, oh, yeah. started like body shaming Eddie Kingston on Twitter, and basically Sammy told him to basically shut the fuck up. Yeah. Which is which is sound. So I like to think. So Eddie's back this week, presumably, like back on Dynamite. They they obviously they, they had the the intergender match yeah. uh, sort of like pad out. I don't know whether they're going to do Eddie versus Sammy or not. Whether it's think a they're going to kind of go go for it because the thing is is that AEW will like have been capitalising a lot and like turning like shoots into work sort of thing. Yeah, um, I think they could do. I think they could. If they bring Eddie back this week on Dynamite. They could. They could. Ha- they could heat this feud up. It's not going to be a big one. It's just going to be Eddie beating the piss out of Sammy, which well, is fine. Interestingly, on the on the match on Rampage as well, Excalibur did kind of like mention Eddie Kingston and uh, Sammy having a bit of like animosity between them, which would kind of indicate kind of something that where Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right then, that'll do it for AEW News. Uh, we'll have a little bit of Deftones, if you're on Jacks for a little break, and then we'll be back in a few minutes, and we'll talk about Dynamite and Rampage. And we're back. Okay, so Dynamite opens with a promo. Uh, I noticed AEW have been doing this quite a bit lately. They've sort of been... I don't know if this is like a sort of counter-move to WWE to sort of start Dynamite with a bit of a promo. Yeah, I, I think it just yeah. kind of keeps it, like... Keeps it a bit fresh, doesn't it? Um, I mean, they've, they've they've had important things to talk about, haven't they? Promo wise, like yeah. this was a big one. So this was this was Chris Jericho basically addressing Daniel Garcia's actions last week. So he, he sort of like stopped Jericho from beating on Danielson after the two out of three falls match. Yeah. Uh, and this was this was like what what really struck me here was this was phenomenal promo work from Daniel Garcia. Oh, he's such a good talker. Yeah, and he's so underrated as a talk. I mean, he's great in the ring, we all know that, but like, I didn't know he had these these sort of mic drops. So Garcia makes a really good case, and he says basically, like, you know, he respects Jericho and he's mentoring him and everything. But he said, like, this was this was really important to me, this match. This is a guy I've idolised, and I was really looking forward to wrestling him, and then you ruined it at the end. You, you took that moment away from me. You made it all about yourself. And it looks like for all the world, like he's going to tell Jericho to piss off, basically. And then to compound all of this, Danielson comes out as well, and he's just there being like an absolute knobhead to Chris Jericho. Oh, he's just put like putting like gasoline on the fire, isn't he? <laughs> he's just throwing petrol around. Uh, so basically, it, it all ends, and and, and like they're like basically get to a point where like, well, you've got to choose, and like Garcia's like, no, I can't do it, and he just leaves. Mm. And so we end up basically with Jericho versus Danielson set for All Out, pretty much. I get the feeling this is either going to be a bait and switch where, like, Garcia's going to turn on Danielson, or this is the way to kind of get Garcia into the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. Daniel Garcia on a pole match. Yeah. Of course, Daniel Garcia on uh, a match. <laughs> Someone has to explain to his teacher that it's not real. <laughs> Uh, right then, next up, 
sad times. Jay Lethal defeats Dax Harwood okay. because shenanigans. Obviously, this is building to their match, so they're going to have a match at All Out as well. The match was fine. It was really good fun. Uh, Dax is still a really good single, fun single wrestler to watch. Would have preferred, you know, if Lethal didn't beat him, but what can you do? Yeah. However, the main the thing that made me really excited wasn't the match. It was after the match. So, Jay Lethal stood there, and Sanjay's there, and he's saying, yeah, you know, at the, at the pay-per-view, because Wardlow and FTR are going to be fighting Lethal and people. And it turns out Lethal's partners are going to be none other than the Motor City Machine Guns. I, a little part of me would rather this was just FDR versus Motor City Machine Guns. I think, I think Wardlow needs to just do the Lord's work and just fight Jelly Flat into the parking lot. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> and we can just have FDR versus the Motor City Machine Guns. If you don't know who the Motor City Machine Guns are, it's Chris Saban, Alex Shelley. They've been in TNA or Impact for like nearly 20 years, basically. They're one of the best tag teams in the world. Mental exclusion, but not limited to the Young Bucks uh, top flight. Uh, oh, shit, who else? Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty. Jay White. Alex Shelley t- trained Lee Moriarty. Yeah. And who's sorry? Jay White. Yes. So yeah, they're, 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 they are like they are like well respected, like supreme. Oh, they're one of the best. Before they were, they were the Young Bucks before the Young Bucks, basically. Yeah, they're unreal. They're such a tag team. Can't wait for that match. Uh, next up, then, we have a little backstage segment. Uh, Thunder Rosa is injured. She cannot defend the AW Women's title at All Out. So she is going, they're going to have an, another <laughs> interim title uh, champion crowned. Uh, so it turns out Rosa's actually, apparently, she's got like problems with disc, her discs in her back. Like, she's mm. got some slip discs or something. She said, like, apparently, like, she can barely feel her legs or something, which is terrifying. That is terrifying. I hope she's okay. Yeah, I hope she gets better soon. As soon as she's cleared, she comes back. So the interim match is going to be Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida, and Tony Storm in a four-way to determine who's going to yeah. win. And I'm, you've got to think Tony Storm, haven't you? Oh, I mean, like, oh, she was originally meant to be, wasn't she? Yeah, she was meant to But what it is, she was supposed to drop the title to Storm at All Out. Yeah. So... We'll see what happens, whether that's still the plan or whether they... I mean, I wouldn't be upset if Jamie Hayter won it, for example. No, I wouldn't. I'd be, I'd be absolutely fine with that. Uh, next up, then, we had uh, Colt Nass versus Daddy Ass. Yeah. This is so weird, seeing Billy Gunn come down to the ring to the Acclaimed's music accompanied by the Acclaimed. You love it, dear. Really fun match. Uh, Colton Gunn, Billy Gunn. Not a long match. Colton wins when Stokely Hathaway... Um, takes out the acclaimed with the boombox on the outside and uh, Colton's able to take advantage with the distraction and pick up a win and after the match uh, Stokely comes into the ring gives the gun club his business card and off they go yeah yeah it was fun so that's an, uh, another piece of the puzzle it was yeah you say it was fun enough for what it was it did serve its purpose um, Max Caster had some fun lines in his rap about uh, Joe Biden's debt relief and stuff like that it's always, always fun to see. Uh, next up, Britt Baker defeated Kylan King. Kylan King's been getting a few little featured matches. Um, she's from Cleve, the Cleveland area. She's a big, uh, big Cleveland Browns fan. Britt Baker's from Pittsburgh. They're, they play in the same division. They're big rivals. So they had like, that sort of football rivalry going on, which was kind of fun. Uh, fun enough match. Didn't go super long, but like Kylan got just enough in to sort of show off what she could do. But then Britt never really looked in any sort of danger. No. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was fine. It was just a showcase for Brit, wasn't it, really? 
yeah, just makes just heat breath a bit going into all out into this four way match. It sort of reminds everyone, you know, she's she's still. I know, I know, like she's had this long title reign and people got a little bit fatigued towards the end, but she's still really good. And she, oh yeah, she was. Um, right, next up then. I mean, this is probably the talk the talking point of the night. John Moxley defeats CM Punk in a little over three minutes to win the AEW World Title. Yeah, it's had like a real big fight feel around it, didn't it? Um, yeah, and, and then it just for as long as as long as it was, it told a really good story. And it, I think as well, like one of the things that like we kind of we've not had anything like it for a while is a shot like that. Like the yeah. last one for me that kind of springs to mind is um, when Brody squashed Cody for the TNT title. Yeah, and it's one of those things you can't do it all the time because then you WCW. But if you yeah. do it like a little sprinkle it in here and there, then it really works, like it did here. I I I, I, I know it's it's divided opinion this match, but I really I like I'm with you. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was shocking in like the right way. Yeah. And it, it, like when Mox because he basically Punk goes to kick Mox and he he he, hurt, he holds his foot afterwards like it's a high kick and then he holds his foot like he's hurt it and then Mox basically just gets up clotheslines him gives him two death riders and pins him. Yeah. Um. He, he did also work his foot at one point as well. Yeah. Like he, he did the elbows on him and then he just starts like bending his foot round in an awful way. Um. <laughs> yeah. That this. Yeah. That this was really good in the sense that. Not that it, not that they really needed to add much to the Punk Moxley thing, but the fact they did made it like feel about ten times more important than it already is. I think after this match as well, regardless, of, I, 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 currently as as time of recording, the plan for All Out is still to do Moxley versus Punk yeah. again. Regardless of what happens now at All Out after this match, Moxley's the top guy. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he already won, even if he loses, even if he loses to Punk at the pay per view, like this cemented him as like a, a made man in AW. Like they, this is like Punk's like second or third loss. His second. His second loss. He's lost one. Well, he lost technically technically twice to MJF in one night. Well, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so this is Punk's only only Punk's second ever loss. This is only lost to someone who isn't MJF. Interesting, that isn't it? Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it, it just feels massive, doesn't it? Like, Mox, I know, I know, Mox is probably going to lose to Punk if they do the match again at the pay per view. It also, but though, still, like, there was so many little things, like the fact that Mox, like as soon as he wins, just goes straight in the crowd, and then you see Punk getting carried out, and like the, that yeah. look over his shoulder where he was like shocked that it had actually happened. Like, Punk sold it really happen? well. If, if yeah, um, and like apparently someone like Sean Sap was saying like the. the the, the, the foot punk was selling wasn't the one that was previously broken. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's interesting as well, because they were like, they were saying, is that, is that another, like, debilitating foot injury for CM Punk? Well, the, 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 the sort of, the, the, the narrative was that, has Punk come back too soon? Like, was he yeah. fit? Was he ready to go? I don't know how they're going to spin that out until, like, two weeks later, well, ten days later, he's alright and ready to fight, but we'll see. Again, this it just adds, I, I need to see Dynamite this week, now to sort of see what's going on. I, I think that Punk might turn heel at all out. It certainly seems like the, the way Punk was looking when he was getting carried out. Yeah. He certainly had a bit of venom in his eyes, didn't he? He certainly what, looked a bit, a, little bit, a bit pissed off. One thing that was interesting about this as well was um, that uh, Sean Ross said on, like, the Fightful, uh, select post that he put out uh, that this was Moxley's idea 
and yeah. Funk took like a lot of persuasion to do it, which makes me think that they, they must have something big at like the end game. The, yeah. Then, like, put that in that situation. Punk's got to be getting something. Punk's got to be getting something back from to agree to lose in three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to be getting something down the road, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, right then, next up we had a promo from Christian, a little backstage promo. Uh, this was really nice because it was very different to his. Like, this feud's been all about shouting and like loud noises and like just screaming into the camera. And this is Christian was a much different character. He was a lot more calculated, a lot more sinister. Yeah. A lot quieter. He was, he was using a very much softer voice, but he sounded. It actually worked. It, it actually like it's almost gone past the point now of like of like shouting and outrage, and it's now just the, the really sort of scary sort of really properly evil part of Christian's character now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, man. I think it'll be really good. Yeah. So, yeah, this sets up, this, this officially sets up Christian v. Jungle Boy uh, all out, and that match is going to be a, should be a spicy one, isn't it? Jesus. Oh, yeah. Speaking of spicy matches. What? Well, I was just going to segue into what we've got next. Oh, the Ricky Stark promo? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is really good. Yeah. Um, Stark shows a lot of emotion. Yeah. I mean, this this is a phenomenal promo from Stark. This is his this whole I mean, this whole like sort of angles being his like baby face sort of coming out party, but this in particular felt like a massive milestone. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, so he's talking about like how Hobbs was like his friend, and he, he kind of like raised Hobbs from being like just a guy who was like Rick Baker's bodyguard on like an ep- a random episode of Dynamite to being like your you're my guy. You're my. You're like. You've got my back. I believe your sort of thing. And then, like, he, when he says, like, Hobbs, like, when he's like, you, you know, he took this all away from me. You went after my neck, and like, he starts like crying. It was like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, and he like he like tried to end his career and all this, and it was like he had the crowd in like the palm of his hand. Um, yeah, it's just super good. Yeah, and no, did, did this set the match up as well? So uh, Starks v Hobbs uh, all out. Yeah, he challenged Hobbs to the match at all out, and then they announced it shortly after. Sound. Um, I'm going to get the match list up. We'll talk about it very briefly at the end. Uh, next up, then, I, I, I only put this in. Normally, I don't put in backstage promos, really, but this was going to take a little 30 second moxie promo. Oh, my God. So, it basically, you come back from commercial and it starts because moxie just in the back, in like the, the backstage area with the belt. And he just, the first thing he says is, Oh, I'm sorry. Is that not how this is supposed to go? I, I really like that. Um, so, I, I, I use this an- analogy on Discord when we were talking about it. That promo was like Moxley being like a dog that's just took like the, the turkey off the Christmas dinner table and he's just eating it and like looking over it like your own. It's just like, this is my food now. Yeah, it's just Moxley's just got no fucks to give anymore. And like, yeah, he said basically, it's my time now. Um, this is my time. I'm the best in the world. Mox is just, he's just like absolutely swinging it around his knees. It's 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 great. Mox is just well, in like, he's, I said, I said this earlier, what a year he's had. Like, Jesus Christ. He, the, for me, there's no argument in who the best wrestler in the world. Like the who's had like the best year in wrestling this year. There's no argument. Like there can't be Mox has been firing all cylinders all year round. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, really good promo though. Uh, it, Moxie's it, these like these sort of these these really fired up Moxie promos. Like this, this is his be- absolute best work. This is his zone, isn't it? Like when he's in this zone, it's it's good. It's great stuff. Yeah, um, it it really kind of as well set like a good scene in the sense that 
in like going into all out now, Mox is probably gonna get booed like fucking crazy in Chicago. Oh, it's gonna be so hard to um to to sort of yeah. So I mean especially if they're trying if they're trying to do a punk heel turn in Chicago, it's gonna be so difficult. I mean to be fair, all you need to do is just have punk hoof him in the dick and then everyone's gonna like boo punk. Because Yeah, it's gonna it, it's one of those things, even though like John Moxley's like on the cusp like not on the cusp, but you know, he, he's he's gonna go in like knowing it's enemy territory, knowing it's like a hostile environment. All it's he's still beloved, isn't he? He's still John Moxley, everyone fucking loves him. Yeah. Uh, right then, onto the main event. Uh, what a main event. Christ. It was uh, United Empire, so that is. Yes, I'm too right. Uh, United Empire, so that's the team of Will Ospreay, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis versus Death Triangle, obviously with Pac, Penta, and Ray Phoenix uh, for the trio's titles. Jesus Christ. Um, what a match this was. It was so United Empire got the win at the end, but it was a hell of a lot of stuff happened on the way there. The thing I really appreciated about the start of this match was they kept Pac and Osprey apart from each other. Well, they had like that little backstage um, interview earlier in the show, didn't they? Where like Pac was like, "Oh no, boys, we're not gonna kill you. We're gonna murder you." So, yeah, Pac was just like looking threat. Pack was looking threatening AF, but then it, it sort of built to that spot, didn't it? Where um, Osprey did the double Hurricane Rana on Lucha Bros, and then yeah. Pack did the double Hurricane Rana on Aussie Open, and they were both sort of like lying on the mat, and they were just sort of like rose up in tandem at the same time, and like that, and then that was it. it was just it just went from there because it, it was just no holds barred. Yeah, um, yeah, these two have insane chemistry. Uh, and they've only wrestled once. It's, it, it's mad. It's mad, isn't it? You put like two of the best area wrestlers in the world in the same match, and they have an absolute banger. So yeah, well, that's the thing. They've only wrestled once before, and it was a time limit draw as well. Oh, right, okay. And that was like literally like one of it was one of Pac's first things he did, like when he was back, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the chemistry, like all all these guys, had I'd happily watch this match again. Oh my god, it was so so good. I mean, it was it, it must have gone about twenty five minutes, twenty five thirty minutes, but it felt yeah, like five. Like, we were like, th- well, the thing is, we went in, into Punk and Moth thinking, okay, obviously they're giving this like time to breathe because, which is why it's not going on the last because we've still got the trios match. But then the trios match like was going in with probably like about like thirty forty minutes left of the show. Yeah, so the Moxley Punk match literally started as soon as the second hour of the show started. Yeah, and like the idea was, all right, maybe we're going to do like twenty minutes Moxley Punk, and then like twenty minutes for the main event, and you know we'll pace it out with three bits and bobs. But then obviously Moxley Punk went like three minutes, and then so yeah, you said by the time it got to like the entrances for the trios match, it was like twenty nine thirty minutes on the hour. Yeah, and they they made full use of all of that time. It was this match. I mean, we can't, I can't even attempt to describe it. There just there was just bodies everywhere. It was everything. Just all six men absolutely pulled out all the stops. Aussie Open is so good as well. Like. Aussie Open are phenomenal. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to see Mark Davis in, in Sheffield at Progress a few weeks ago. He is he is so big when you see him in real life. He's a, he's a massive lad, but he moves so quickly. Yeah. Okay. He's ridiculous, like everyone. Um, we had a bit of storyline development in this match as well. So Pac finally pulled off the, um, the box of the figure hiding at ringside. Yeah. So that, Except it was. That had a bit of background, obviously, the bit on Pax matches on Dark, where he's been like going on the world tour, 
defending his uh, All-Atlantic Championship. Kip Sabian's been following him, sitting in the crowd with the box. And Pac's been getting more and more pissed off about it because, you know, it's Pac and that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, Pac just, get, Pac just gets angry. That's his thing. So Pac pulls the box off this guy's head and it's not Kip Sabian, it's some random guy. But then Kip Sabian just appears out of nowhere and, and blasts him. the guy as well has, like, got it, like, he's gagged and he's got, like, cuts and bruises on his... Yeah. Really cool, like, as I say, it, it, it kind of painted Kip, like, being, like, almost like the Riddler or something like that. Yeah, like a real, like, sort of statistic, sort of, you know, like... Yeah, like a wronging. That was cool. So off, off the distraction, packets gets taken out of the match. Um, Aussie Open pick up Phoenix. Will gives him the elevated Oz cutter, and yeah, that's it for the one, two, three. Fan- phenomenal match. But that's not even the end of the show. No, fucking hell. So then after the match, United Empire celebrating in the ring. Kenny Omega comes out with the books, and they want to get into it. So they're going to fight now in the next round. Obviously, Osprey and Kenny. If you've been paying attention, they've been like. I don't even know if it's if it's even like a work at this point. They've been going at each other's throats well, on Twitter for like think, a month. I think it's probably it probably is, but like it basically when Kenny left um New Japan he said to Will Ospreay, It's in your hands now essentially like you're you're like the kind of heir apparent to me as like the top foreign guy. Yeah. And Kenny's been very like critical as to whether he's kind of built those shoes. Whether he's lived up to the hype. Yeah, just just to add to that, add fuel to that fire, Will Ospreay had two five-star matches this week. And he's two yeah, Will Ospreay, he's, he, he's drawn something like 17 stars in the last two weeks. Yeah, and he's two five-star uh, matches off being like Meltzer's all-time highest-rated wrestler ever. And he nearly died in me. And he nearly died in me. Um... Like love him or hate him, <laughs> like the guy, the guy's insanely good. He can, what, no matter what you think about him, he can go. Yeah, and that that's that's even like kind of like whether you like sort of give any any like weight to Meltzer given star ratings or don't. I I don't particularly. It's one of them. If if Meltzer like rates something five stars, I can probably check that one out. But I won't like yeah. go into the mindset. This is going to be an incredible match until I've actually. Well, this week on Dynamite, we're getting Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay in the same ring, and we'll see what we'll see what happens then. Uh, right then, we'll quickly fly through Rampage. It's not an yeah. awful lot compared to Dynamite. It wasn't as big of not as many talking points here. Uh, first up, uh, another trios match: uh, Dark Order defeated the House of Black. Uh, fun enough match. Um, it was Silver, Reynolds, and Ten versus obviously the three members of the House of Black. Um, Malachi Black got rolled up by Ten after Miro made by a surprise appearance, and by Reynolds, sorry, after Miro made a surprise appearance and sort of distracted, took up Rudy King and, and Murphy on the outside. I, I had a big um, so that's a big because I thought it could have been a DQ because Miro like backdropped Buddy King into like oblivion. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, true. Uh, so yeah, so that was a bit of a shock upset. Um, obviously, there was, there was a lot of talk about like how the Dark Order are going to get past House of Black. Well, we all thought Miro might get involved, and lo and behold, he did. Like they played his music and everything. He got he made his like proper entrance, didn't he? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Buddy comes that like runs down at Miro, and Miro just like elevates them into the strat. <laughs> yeah, just threw him into space. Time Buddy got on that <laughs> backdrop was. <laughs> Especially the buddy. I think. I think. I think. Guy. I think the camera. I think. I think the camera cut away before he came back down. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Brody King did a bad murder on him. Um, on a uh, Miro. 
and then Sting and Darby. Yes. Steve? Sting and Darby came down, so maybe we're going to get another trios match there down the line. It's, House of Black versus Miro, Sting and Darby. We've been saying this for a couple of weeks now, haven't we? Yeah, it's, it's been, they've been sort of they've been sort of working it the way around to it, haven't they? So, yeah. yeah. Um, next up, then we have a quick uh, quick hook promo backstage. He doesn't obviously doesn't disclose a lot, um, but um, as he leaves, two point come in. Um, <laughs> and I was saying to Lexi Nair, he's like, where's Hook? And she's like, he's right there, he's just walked off camera. I fucking love that. Matt Menard gets really <laughs> angry, like, where is he? He's stood over there. Where is he? basically Angelo Parker, I want to taste the title. Yeah. I reckon that could be a perfect pre-show match. Yeah, because you can have like the shenanigans of 2.0 just being absolute bastards and then just kills them both. Yeah, pretty much. Um, speaking of people killing people, uh, next up, Wardlow just annihilates Ryan Nemeth in about a minute. <laughs> Ryan Nemeth was fun. <laughs> Ryan Nemeth's like physical comedy in this match was. I mean, he didn't, he didn't do an awful lot, but what he did was brilliant. Just cut, like his facial expressions, cutting pro, like cutting that promo on Wardlow. Well, like Wardlow, like and he's, and he's going to like uh, lethal and Sunday and stuff. I don't need you guys. Yeah, and then as he's like cutting the promo, Wardlow just headbutts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really good fun. Like right now, it's the perfect foil for a guy that's just to get absolutely run over. Yeah, it was great. Um, really good fun. Next up, um, similarly, um, Will Hobbs just squashed Ashton Day again. He did the, the Ricky Starks pose as well, didn't he? So he was uh, throwing oh. a bit of fuel on the fire. What powerhouse hubs? Traitor. Top traitor powerhouse hubs. So that was fun. Good. good to see him. His, his new entrance is so good as well. As like, yeah. he's, they've changed his theme up a little bit, and like he looks like an absolute killer. It's great. Yeah. Uh, next up, then we had uh, mixed tag action: Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello defeated Ortiz and Ruby Soho. Again, really, really fun match. It's great to see Ty wrestling again, which is yeah, we saw it the other week. But yeah. yeah, we've missed her, so that's good. Good to see them back. Ortiz and Ruby Joe worked really well together. Um, Ortiz got yeah, both open really... the hard way off that cut there. Yeah, that looked nasty. I was upset. Ortiz is just so unlucky, isn't he? Like, that both are proud of Pavlik is cursed. It was literally like, though, like, half his face just exploded when he took the cut there. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Sammy Guerrero and Time Mello get the win because there's some fuckery. Like, Jeff Parker gets involved, Anna Jay gets involved. And then Sammy hits a cutter on Ortiz to pick up the win. Literal cutter. Yeah, an actual cutter. Um, Jesus. And then, in the main event, Claudio Castagnoli defeats Dustin Rhodes to retain the Ring of Honor World Championship. Why is Dustin Rhodes still so good? Um, basically, he's done it in reverse. Instead of like falling off and like becoming Black Rain, he fell off and become Black Rain, and then he's had like his redemption arc. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to be really bad when I'm younger, but then just get better and better as I get older. It's like what was this bad? Was it just me, or did the T's aren't turning on Boston? It's sort of maybe, yeah. Um, potentially, it was a little bit of yeah. Th- there, was, there was some shenanigans, or there was some like there was some like bits on the outside. It was a weird, um, weird finish, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good match though. Really, really fun. Um, like I said, Dustin was excellent. He, he really, you know, Claudio's a a big a big work rate guy, and it's hard to keep pace with him. And like fifty odd year old Dustin Rhodes, keep it up with, with Claudio was excellent. Uh, really, really, really hard hitting match. Uh, really, really cool to see. Uh, but yeah, obviously Claudio picked up a win as, as you'd expect him to. Uh, right before we move on, 
Uh, we're going to very quickly preview All Out. I'm literally just going to ask you, I'm going to read the match off, I'm going to ask you who you think is going to win. Okay. Uh, that's all we're going to do, because we haven't got time to, to go through the card properly. Um, tournament match, uh, the tournament final for the AW World Trios Championship, so that's going to be either United Empire or the Elite versus either the Best Friends or the Dark Order. I think it's going to be Elite versus Dark Order, and I think the Elite's going to win it. Said hang my nose. But I really want best friends. I really want best friends too. I, I really want best friends to win, but I am with you. I think the elite might might do it here. Um, Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Machine Guns. Um, I think Wardlow and FTR win that. Yeah, you're not having three champions losing that match, eh? No. Uh, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida for the interim women's champion. Tony. Tony time. Yeah, it's, it is Tony time, isn't it? It's like it's, it's written in the stars. Uh, we've seen a lot of matches we just don't know anything about. Uh, if, you, if you have to pick someone who you think might win it. Um, wild guess, Hangman. Fair. Hear me out on this one, Ethan Page. I think this might that, be a big token a, moment. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, next up, Brian Danielson versus Jericho. Uh, I think Jericho. I'd like it to be. I prefer it to be Danielson, but Jericho I'd doesn't lose the big ones. Doesn't win a lot. I think Jericho's going to win by shenanigans. Yeah, he's, he he tends to win at the pay per views. Uh, Swerving our glory versus the acclaimed. Swerving our glory. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see the acclaimed win. I don't think it's quite their time yet. I think they'll get theirs later in the year. I think they will be tag team champions within the next twelve months. But I don't think you take the belts off off Swerve and Keith here. No, I don't think so. Uh, Jungle Man versus Christian Cage. Jungle Man. Yeah, it's time, isn't it? It's time for him to beat all the beat all the hate out of Christian mm-hmm. with lots of cheers. It's just to be chairman of the match. Um, Ricky Starks versus Power Hobbs. Now, who do you not? Who do you think? Who do you want it to win? Who do you think is going to win? My heart says Ricky. My head says Hobbs. I mean, it's hard to call. I mean, it, it depends if they're really struggling. After the Hobbs squash match, the factory like murdered Ricky Starks. They did, yeah. So he's gonna be he's gonna be still on the effects of that, isn't he? Yeah. But I don't know. I think if they if they're putting the, the rocket on Starks, here's the point where you've got to have him win. But if you want Hobbs to be a killer, I, see, I feel like they're putting the rocket on Hobbs is just as much because look at that entrance he did. Yeah, and Hobbs. Stuff. No matter who, no matter no matter who wins the title, Hobbs has got previous with Punk and Moxley. That's don't forget. True. That's true. So that that could be a good challenger for them. If, if and if, Jacob, if Punk turns heel. Dark's a really good foil for like his first face challenger. Yeah. Uh, Jade Cargo versus Athena for the TBS championship. Athena. Is it time? I think Jade's done everything she can with that belt. And yeah, she, I'm kind of with you on this. I was, I was, I was. I was concerned that they wouldn't do a double switch of the women's championships, but because one's been forced on them now, I think they could safely to do this one as well. I, see, I always thought they were going to do a double switch and then you can have Jade murder Tony. Yeah. But, who knows? Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I, I think Athena might be might be picking that up now. So yeah, there we go. That is all out. Right, we'll have another quick break. We've got a bit of Real Big Fish and a bit of the used... Sorry? What about Mox vs. Punk 2? Oh, they haven't officially announced that yet, mate. That's true. That's true. Uh, but... My head says Punk. Like, My head says Punk. Like we said before, Punk's not going down in three minutes unless he's getting something back. Yeah. Right. Uh, right, then we'll have another quick break. If you're on Jack's, you can have some real big fish and some of the used. And we'll be back with some rest of the world news in a few minutes. 
Okay, we're back. Uh, what we'll do here now, we're going to um, run through a few little bits of Next of the World news, and then to close out the show, we're going to do like a bit of a rough and ready preview of some of the matches announced for the GCW TNT shows. We'll do a, a slightly more uh, detailed one next week, because it's close to the show, but we're just going to pick up a few. I mean, there's so many matches announced, and they're just all over the place, but we'll, we'll try our best. Uh, right, we'll start off then with some Impact news, and a bit of an ex-WWE star has made his Impact debut. That is Grand Metalik, uh, who also goes by Mascara Dorada. He made his Impact debut last Friday at a taping in Dallas when he defeated another former WWE wrestler, Alex Zane. Oh, nice. Yeah, these two have yeah, that'd be been doing a lot of stuff in GCW as well, haven't they? Yes, they have, yeah. Good to see him popping up, though. That's, uh, that's always nice to see. Uh, right, next up, we have, uh, not the best news, but something important we have to talk about. Uh, Progress and TNT Wrestling staff member Alora May uh, posted a fairly like a twit longer, like a long document on Twitter, basically detailing her abusive treatment at the hands of recently released NXT UK wrestler Tyson T-Burn. Yeah, this is a, not a nice thing to see at all. Um, main thing, hope she's okay. Yes, yeah, and she's been uh, obviously a lot of people have come out and support her as well. Like a lot of the um, the, sort of the northwest wrestling scene have all come out to, to show her their support, which is great to see. Also, um, Vicky Haskins and Becky Bayless have also commented um, on it as well, yeah. showing their support, which which you love to see. Yeah. So yeah, really good to see that. Obviously, she's she's got a lot of people, and obviously our our support goes out to her as well. Absolutely. This is not everything you want to see at all. Um, and she basically said, like, apparently the, the reason she's chosen to, to talk about it now, she just wants to make sure, now that he's not in NXT UK, that he's not going to be getting booked on shows where he could potentially be a danger to other people. Yeah, I'm, that's the main I feel like the UK wrestling has become, like, a real long way since um, speaking out. And it's still not perfect, but... The, no, no, there's still work to be done, but it's... it's a lot of I mean, I, I'm, that are putting the work into safeguard the talent and the fans absolutely yeah there's uh, been a lot more safeguard going on as opposed to like two or three years ago which is which is good to see yeah hopefully it, it carries on and, and just from the, just from the sort of the sort of positive response to this being put out there like makes you like to think that maybe we are moving in the right direction now which is which is kind of good uh, yeah so next up another bit of sad news uh, Hustle Malone posted on Twitter that he is done with wrestling uh, while not confirming if this is temporary or a permanent departure he basically stated the need to, quote, get off the hamster wheel for his head to, quote, be at peace. Yeah. Um, hopefully, again, hopefully he's all right. Uh, takes the time if he needs. If he needs to walk away completely, he does that. Um, yeah. I mean, when he put on Twitter, he basically said that he'd achieved that basically everything he wanted to. Um, I know, obviously, at the time, as of recently, he was doing commentary for Progress. He had just been Wrestle Island champion, which he dropped to Lance Rivera last week. At, uh, this is at um, Friends Don't Lie. So yeah, he's he's been he's been like he's been doing a lot, like all over the, the sort of the UK scene recently, and he's been he, he was so good as well. He was such a great character, played a really good heel. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we hope that you know whatever he wants to get out of life, he's able to do it now, and he's able to you know. If, if wrestling's not in his future, then whatever he does in his future that brings him happiness and fulfilment. Yeah, thank, and, and, and thank you as well for, for all the all the great moments. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of, of progress, um, Fire, we've got some hot spoiler news. So if, if you've got progress, if you, if you don't want progress spoilers, maybe don't listen to the next sort of two, three minutes. <laughs> At last weekend's progress show, Untitled Wrestling Podcast owns Troy Grant was there to exclusively report that 
Spike Trevay cashed in his key and defeated Big Damo to become the new Progress World Champion. Yeah. Wow. Um, huge, huge news. But the vulture of progress indeed. Yeah. Um, they've put it on, they put the kind of clip on Twitter. So Dan Maloney hit the, uh, the driller driver on Big Demo, which was impressive in itself. And then. Yes. Yeah. Spike smashes a champagne bottle over Dan Maloney's head. Um, and then oh, Big Demo. Um, yeah. Yeah, because it ended uh, the match ended in a DQ, didn't it? Um, Spike's match with uh, sorry Dan's match with with Demo. Yeah. Spike got the caused the DQ and then he cashed in immediately and then yeah picked yeah. up the win. I- interestingly, so the match where Spike won the key, the Thunder Bastard, um, he actually blinded Dan Maloney to win that match. So oh, right, okay. previous there with those two, so I, I assume somewhere down the line we're probably going to end up getting Dan Maloney versus Spike Trevay for the Progress Title. Yeah, um, I, could, I, I can get down with that. Uh, um, well, that's if there's any, that's if there's anything left of um, of Spike after he fights Drew Parker. Yeah, at uh, um, the next progress show, which is on Sunday, uh, wrestling golf Madrid, which is the day after Clash of Castle. Um, yeah, we do actually have Spike Trevay versus Eddie Dennis in Spike's <laughs> first defense. So Wales' yeah. own Eddie Dennis. Wales' own Eddie Dennis. Yeah. That'll be fun. Uh, Damo, a bit of an odd one. Um, very short title reign. Obviously, I saw him win it in Sheffield, which felt yeah. massive. <laughs> and then he didn't hold I, it very long. I I think it was just kind of like uh, like sort of like the the timing of everything. So Chris Ridgeway was the champion. He's returned to Japan to do some work over there. So clearly, he's obviously going to be out there. They they obviously had like this in, this in mind. So if he's out there, yeah. people when they want to do it. Um, they need something to kind of get like correct the course, so to speak. Um, they probably didn't want to go heel heel, did they? So they needed like a face in between Ridgeway and Spike. Yeah, I mean, Damo's beloved as well. Um, he's a good kind of like holder of the like keeper of the throne, like for a few weeks while Spike's kind of planning his attack. Um, Do you think? Is there anything in this that Damon might be going back to WWE? He's been vocal about it, hasn't he? Um, mm. I w- he said he would go back, but that doesn't mean he necessarily is going back. I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, I don't know. Maybe it's just like he, he doesn't want to um, be like going back and forth to America as much. Um, or to and from America, sorry, I should, I should say. Because obviously he lives over in Florida now. It's it's a lot of commuting to do like one show a month, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so maybe he just wants to be more US based. Who knows? And that might lead yeah. to WWE return, but we, we can't say for certain. He, Fair he enough. Been the best um, progress time. Yeah. Fair. Uh, right then, we'll have one final break. Um, if you're on Jacks, we'll have a little uh, a little Alien Blaze. Someone should check out. I, I picked up on. Uh, a radio show I, a radio show I listen to in the brewery. Uh, absolutely banging song. So yeah, check that out. Uh, we'll be back in a few seconds to run down some GCW XTNT nonsense. Okay, and we're back for our final little segment. Uh, like I said, this is just going to be a sort of quick and dirty rundown of GCW the TNT show that's happening in two weeks' time. Uh, I had to basically 
because for some reason wrestling companies are allergic to posting their entire card anyway. So I have to like scrabble to pull most of this off Twitter uh, and like various posts. So I, I apologize if I missed anything. Um, and this is actually over three nights. And like, so what I'll do next week, I'll actually have them all set out night by night because hopefully we'll know what the full cards will be. Uh, but at the moment, it's all just like one big sort of mass of matches. We'll just sort of talk about that. So yeah, so we've got a few. We've got, so got these. These are something. I mean, these are like everything that's been announced. I think so far that I could find. So we're starting with the most recently announced match, which is Kings of the North versus Nick Wayne and Oliver Jordan. Jordan Oliver. Jordan Oliver. Sorry, <laughs> Oliver Jordan. Jordan Oliver. Who cares? It's fine. Um, it doesn't matter. I mean, the big, the big strong Darbone so is going to put them both over his knee and spank them, basically. Yeah, Kings of the North are probably <laughs> probably going to do some kind of meter on these to be. They are going to absolutely kill. I them. hope that's um, not the only of the North match we're getting that week. No, uh, well, interestingly, so we'll talk about about this now. Uh, La Rebellion won the NWA tag titles back the other night. Yeah, and they are. So we might be seeing it. Yeah, they are still TNT tag champions, so they might be coming back at some point. Hopefully, maybe maybe around about this time. Who knows? Um, I, I really hope Kings versus someone else because there's a lot of really good tag teams in GCW, and I'd like to see them. I have another go. See, it depends on what happens at the Art of War games. I'd like to see Kings take the GCW tag titles. Mm. Who are the champions at the moment? The Briscoes. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, don't forget the Briscoes in, 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 in Liverpool, then. No, but they're doing a... Um, I don't know if it's a tag team War Games match or it's a tag team gauntlet, but they're basically doing the Briscoes against Fussy... Alex Colon and John Wayne Murdoch, um, Los Machizos, and the Second Gear Crew, which is a, I mean, I take which is old man. I take Kings the North. I take Kings the North as Second Gear Crew any day of the week. That'd be fucking lovely. Yeah, but only if it's a man's and um, Manders. I'm not that asked about Matthew Justice. <laughs> just fair enough. There. Uh, Next up, possibly one of the matches I'm most excited for: uh, Matt Cardona versus Darius. Darius has got a, a, an incoming diss track on Matt Cardona as well. Yes, that's imminent. He's been teasing it on social media, so I can't wait for that. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, that'll be a fun game. That'll be a really good match. Uh, next up, the match that is probably going to kill Aaron just through sheer <laughs> excitement: <laughs> Alex Colon, John Wayne Murdoch, and Jimmy Lloyd versus Drew Parker, Big Fucking Joe, and Clint Modera. I'm guessing it's a death match. Yeah, with those guys, definitely. <laughs> They're not doing chain wrestling, are they? They're, They're not, not here to do that. Um, a, a match that I've just noticed that you haven't listed here, but was heavily alluded to. Um, well, two actually that were heavily alluded to uh, were Effie versus Visage. Ah, Visage has got to win it. Um, the Cardiff Show first. Oh, is that get on that match. Cardiff Show now? Okay. No, no, it's whoever wins at the Cardiff Show between Visage and someone else gets no, no, to fight Effie. I know, it's shame on A. Yeah. And yeah. The, other, the other one, which again was heavily alluded to, but we didn't actually get announced yet, was uh, Clint Margiera versus Drew Parker in a death match. Yeah, well, they said at um, the last show we went to that they were going to do something, didn't they? Yeah. That's maybe like at the actual, because there's our TNT show, our GCW show, and then like the combined show, like TNT versus GCW, but it's all sort of like bleeding into each other. Uh, I, uh, we also I, have Joey Janela. on the GCW show. Yeah, fair. Uh, we also have um, Joey Janela versus Gene Money. That'll be interesting That'll be and fun. fun. 
if you want your flippy stuff, we've got Blake Christian versus Robbie X. Yeah, that'll be good. All fast. That's going to be athletic. We've got some women's action. We've got Ali Catch versus Lizzie Evo, which is just going to be Lizzie just screaming scouts obscenities at Ali Catch, who will not understand what the fuck is going on. Hopefully, yeah. Um, that's that's what I want it to be. Uh, we've got Tate Mayfers versus Jordan Oliver, oh, because Tate is greatness. Just a friendly reminder to everyone listening, Tate is greatness. Just to, just <laughs> need to remind you all that. Um, Jordan Oliver is in so much danger. Yeah. Uh, if there's anything left of Nick Wayne after Kings of the North get through with him, Dan Maloney's probably going to kill him. Isn't that on before that match? I don't know. Like I said, I just pulled all this off off the Twitter. I, either way, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't like to be Nick Wayne's doctor after this uh, after this weekend. Put it that way. No, true. Uh, we've got Clint Mogera versus Alex Cologne. Presumably, this is the rematch for the it, extreme title. Yeah, this is a ladder match as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'll that'll be silly, won't it? That won't be crazy at all. <laughs> uh, we've got. Just to prove that he's st- he can still go, we've got Dino, Dino Mark versus Blake Christian. Blake Christian is insane. So, the thing I love about Dino Mark, and like I've been thinking about this for a while, he's ba- I've watched him wrestle a few times now, and he's awesome. He's basically like if you're at Sports Day, and like someone's dad has to like come on and do a bit because someone's hurt himself, <laughs> and he's like he's had like two beers already, but he's but he's that good that it just doesn't matter, and he can just hang. Yeah. He's a. Uh, he looks like he looks like someone's put. He looks like they could put someone's dad in like an Ultimate X match, and it's like, all right, yeah, of course, it's Dino Mark. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we've got to close it out. All the announced matches so far. We've got two women's matches. So we've got Ali Catch versus Session Moth Martina. And then, which will be fun in itself. That'll be really entertaining. And then, recently announced, just the other day, Ali Catch versus Millie McKenzie. Can't wait for a bit of suplex, Millie. I don't. I, I, yeah, I, I'll just give it to me now. That's going to be great. Love a bit of suplex, Millie. So yeah, like I said, I'll try and do a slightly more sort of organised <laughs> preview of that show next week when we know what matches are on what card. Hopefully, they'll have a bit more information for us in the next few days. Um, but yeah, yeah. There's also they put they put somewhere there was going to be like Alex Cologne versus John Wayne Murdoch versus. Drew Pot. Like, there's, a, there's like a, four, a three or four way death match as well, apparently, but I couldn't find any information on that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, Aaron's going to Aaron's going to die because of excitement, and it's going to yeah. be hilarious. He's never even like so. Aaron, if, if obviously you listen to the podcast, you know Aaron's he's a big like garbage wrestling guy. He loves his death matches. He's never seen a live death match, and like the first one he sees could be a six man like murder fest. I'm going to have to like. He's gonna. I'm gonna have to bring him. I'm gonna bring some like rubbing alcohol and some smelling salts to bring him back to life after he passes out. It's gonna be crazy. Gonna fucking need it, isn't he? <laughs> uh, right then, we'll leave it there for today. Um, we'll be back next week with some uh, all the wrestling news and reviews. Basically, um, we'll have a bit more on that GCW TNT show. Tickets are available if you want some. Uh, still, f- just about there's a few kicking around. I think uh, we're all gonna be there, so you can come and say hello to us if you want to or not. You don't have to. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that's all for us. We'll uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening. Take care, and yeah, see you all very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>